all you uh, bullshitters and bullshitties. It is the first week in September, which means uh, fall is pretty much officially here. And what better way for it to come than pouring ass rain the second I step outside to do the podcast? Uh, it's downpouring. And, uh, it's not winter, it's snow. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I guess I should kind of... Um, I don't know. What, oh, yeah, I was going to go in the garage, but I, I really wanted to have a cigar tonight. So I kind of um, decided to kind of just put the umbrella up and sit underneath it and just pray I don't get soaking wet. My back is getting dripped on from the umbrella. Just so everyone knows, the umbrella Joe uses is the one that you get in, like, a uh, Hawaiian drink. That's how small it is. That's, it, yeah, pretty much. I have three of them over my head hoping it stops the rain, but they're, they're wearing a little thin. Oh. Are you still I not? Think we should address this as well. Uh, you were away on vacation last week. Yes, I was. And we, and I was, I was going to uh, attempt to do a a uh, show with the king. It never came to fruition because I ended up working four overnight shifts in one week, on top of my normal stuff. So I was working a uh, s ton of overtime, and I never got to. Uh, get around to it to be honest and that's pretty much why it was pretty much uh me trying to make money kind of overshadowed doing this without joe yeah and also it's just that for weeks prior we were like oh we got to do two shows we got to kind of get together and do two shows and you're going to come by two weeks you didn't and then one time uh, i think the islanders are on so we could only do one show so it really and then you you were you were working or something so Things have not really played out in our favor uh, to get a second show. No. So for the first time in two and a half years, we missed a week. Yes. Um, I we, mean, we've missed weeks before, but then we've usually done a double show the next week. Yeah, we've, we've made up for it. But, uh, yeah, so you know, it's the first time for everything. Thing, 2020 but is... Just ago, we just... What? He's smoking a cigar. That's why he's not answering. What did you say? I didn't say a thing. Yeah, you said something before, but you uh, you got cut off. What? Uh, forget it. <laughs> so, what fall brings uh, football. Um, and, of yeah. course, football brings fantasy football. Um, but things are a little different this year. Due to the COVID-19 yeah, outbreak. It's been very... Like, yeah... It's been. It's going to be a different kind of season. Who knows? Um, so Tom and I, since Tom is a uh, a multi championship winner, and I have yet to win a single fantasy championship in the seventeen years I've been doing this, <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice on fantasy football and the do's and don'ts. Um, now we had a draft last night. And uh, I picked... I actually had two last night. Oh, you did? Were you doing it at the same time? Uh, it was literally right afterwards. Wow. My, my big money one, we did it together a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. I had that, and that was actually at Buffalo Wild Wings. So, oh, you... I did that. Oh. Yes, we couldn't do it. We normally do it at the uh, firehouse. We, we were able to get the, uh, the bar area at the firehouse, and we usually do it there. But because of the Kung Flu... Um, 
they are not allowing people in there because they don't want to have to have people in and then, like, sanitize it. Right. So we ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings. I got, all right, hold on, I got two, I got two questions so far, okay? Yes. One is... No, I did not wear a mask. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm surprised they let that many people into Buffalo Wild Wings. We were out on the outside. Okay, that's my first. Second question is, our draft ended at 10. Mm-hmm. You went to Buffalo Wild Wings at 10 o'clock? No, the draft was earlier. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. So our well, draft ended the night. The draft ended. I pretty much was rushing to pay my bill. I paid my bill. I got into the parking lot. I had a uh, half-smoked cigar, so I grabbed that, and I uh, I drove over to the parking lot across the street because where Buffalo Wild Wings is, it's not the greatest uh, area. No, it's not. There's there's a few crackhead hotels that are right by it. Isn't um, and it's uh, can we the, name the hotels? The Middletown Motel and the Super Eight. Yeah, the Super Eight. Known uh, crackhead locations. Yes, I'm sure and they I are. Said, this probably isn't the safest place to be standing outside of my vehicle. <laughs> so I went across the street to where the old Gander Mountain is, and they had the parking lot lit up like it was a uh, a runway for an airport. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So I sat out there, I smoked the little bit of the cigar I had left, and then I sat in the car and finished up my draft. Oh, so you you did the draft from the car? Oh yeah. Oh. I was mobile. My, uh, well, I'm doing the draft last night, and in typical fashion, for some reason, uh, this summer my internet has been shit. I have little, I kept dropping in and out of the draft, so luckily it wasn't really my turn, but, like, I would panic and go on my phone, all the while trying to get my internet up. I had to go back inside, reset the internet two times, until it finally kind of fixed itself. So it was, it was a pretty much a turmoil night for me. Well, it was funny. At one point during the draft, I didn't know who, what name you were because we <laughs> essentially have a... It's the same league, but we changed names for whatever reason. Yeah. And because we, this, this, this year is kind of... I never saw before. Yeah, this year... So I would, this year for us, like, we have a league that's been running for about 17 years. But for this season, because we don't know what's going to happen this season, who knows if the, if the season will even finish, uh, we decided to just have a, a fun season where we had no keepers, it was just pretty much every person was in the draft, and you draft whoever, and nothing carries over to next year, this is just like a, a bullshit year for us kind of thing, a wash I think we should have done two drafts then, had our serious one in case the season went through fully, and then had the bullshit one, yeah, well, I mean, what are you gonna do but that what do I know? I'm just the reigning champion. Yeah. All right. So finish your story, <laughs> which is a t- which is terrible because they already have LaShawn McCoy. Um. Yeah. And they have someone else. His touches. Jones. Yeah. Thank you. His touches are going to be so limited. Um. It, as well, compared I, to I Jacksonville. See I see. I see. Uh, LaShawn McCoy getting cut. Uh, that, that's where I went. And originally, I thought when Fournette got waived, I really thought he would either go to Chicago or New England. Mm-hmm. Quite a few podcasts, and I believe one of them actually said both that that they see, that they believe, being you know industry experts, that that would be the landing spot for him. And I was like, huh, 
I, I was, me and him are thinking alike. But uh, it, it didn't end up going that way. He went to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy I didn't keep him. Yeah, and even if he does become starter and gets majority of the touches, um, the Patriots were never known as. I mean, they had a, they had decent running backs over the years, but they were it was the Tom Brady show, and that's pretty much what's going to happen down in Tampa Bay. It's going to be the Tom Brady Gronkowski show. Um, so I don't. See, I don't even think it's going to be Gronkowski. You don't? Bruce Arians is not a heavy tight end using um, coach. And essentially, they have three, what I would consider, really good tight ends on that team. And last year, I actually picked O.J. Howard in a bunch of my leagues thinking he was going to do great. Yeah. He didn't do anything. No, he didn't. I had him in one of my leagues so, as well. I and he, and I, I think I, I believe I got rid of him like halfway through the year. Because he just mm-hmm. wasn't producing at all. Um, I yeah, I got that alert midway through the draft, and I'm like, should I draft him? Because no one's t- no one. I don't know how many people get alerts. Maybe a few of us do, so I could take him away. But then I'm thinking, like, I know McCoy was on there, and someone else was on there. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna really. I mean, it's a it's a he ain't guaranteed to be getting a lot of touches. Maybe maybe down the line he will, but at the beginning of the year he's not. They're going to use McCoy uh, a lot. They're going to use the other guy a lot. So it's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be tough Ronald for him Jones to break through. Hasn't been the uh, running back of great production, production. So there could be a chance he gets in. But as of right now, they're saying that Ronald Jones is the uh, he's the man right now there. So right that actually works out good for me because it's in our league, and we'll get to our league and the results. But I actually did. Uh, spoiler alert, I did pick up Ronald Jones in the draft, not knowing that Fournette went there. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I, I mean, I don't know if we should go over what our draft picks were, or maybe give a little bit of uh, insight on what we thought, or maybe just reflect on what our picks were. We can do a little of both. I don't want to go down the whole line of who I draft, because I, I admittedly did terrible. Like, uh, do you ever look at your draft grade? Because we do Yahoo!, the Yahoo uh, um, fantasy. Yeah, but that, that's all. That's all nonsense. It is because I've one year they predicted me to go twelve and zero, and I think I just barely made the playoffs. Um, but my draft yeah. grade, my draft grade was a D plus. I've never gotten that low before. <laughs> yeah, I think mine might have been a C plus. Yeah, you were like right above me somewhere. Um, but again, I I also have right now in my starting lineup three rookies. Oh, nice. That's, yeah, and you got the, the rookie from, um, because I went to go take him, and I saw you took him already, and I got uh, the one from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Because um, I picked up Jack Marlon. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to get him, but you took him. So I picked up Marlon Mack as my second running back, which is just not, my running back situation, aside from one guy, is just com- is completely awful. Um, but I, we can kind of start talking about it a little bit um so i now this is randomized like again this was a bullshit year so it's just the it's just fucking around kind of so the computer generated our draft order where usually we do by who gets eliminated in the playoffs and whatnot um so i got the very first pick and it's a 12 team league and as soon as i saw that i knew all right well 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up uh, McCaffrey from oh, Carol. I thought from, you were gonna go with Daniel Jones first overall. Oh, no, oh yeah, I I almost did. <laughs> Do a real wrench in there. Okay. That would have solidified my shit here, but um. So I'm like, all right, I'll get I'll get him, but then I'll, I have to wait 22 other people for it to come back to me. Oh yeah. And I I when I That's when right. I'm not a big. You're not a what? That's why I'm not a big fan of the number one pick. I hate it. I didn't. I wanted to get like number five or number six, yeah. somewhere in the middle, because that way you're guaranteed a good guy coming back. Also, whereas number one, especially in a twelve-team league, you're gonna get one good guy, and then, I mean, you're gonna get like maybe I don't want to say a, a terrible, a terrible player, but you're missing out on the on the the rest of the top twenty. Um, and that's ba- what? No, 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 you can keep going. That's basically what happened, and it's coming de- back down to me, and I'm looking, and I see Lamar Jackson is still out there. So I'm like, this is great, because he's he rushed for a 1,000 yards last year. I could pick him up, so not only do I get a quarterback, I get also get like a he, a running back as well. The per- person, he's a, a two type of yeah, person right before me, Triple D, swooped him right up. It threw my entire fucking draft off. Now I'm scrambling, and I'm like shit. And I'm like, who? What quarterback is like the top one next? And it was Dak Prescott. And for anyone who listens to this podcast, you know I'm a huge Giants fan. I hate drafting Cowboys. I hate drafting Cowboys. And I hate drafting Patriots or anyone who is associated with the New England Patriots because I hate those two teams more than any team in the league. So I'm like, all right. So I pick up, I pick up uh, Dak Prescott. Most of the good running backs are now gone, for the most part. All the top tier ones are pretty much gone. So I'm like, all right, I'll go wide receiver. So I picked up uh, Kenny Kenny Galladay. Um, very good pick. Yeah, I mean, a great wide receiver, but, it, it, I mean, my running back, my running backs, uh, I have four running backs on my team, and only one of them is, like, a legit starter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You are so, correct on that one. Yeah, so who's, who was your first pick? Yeah. Which I well, I'd like to get before I get into my picks. This is the one thing I, I would like to complain about, and I brought this up earlier in the day. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a little bit of gamemanship done on my behalf. I'm not gonna lie, but I go to work very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I made sure that I I was gonna ask it the night before, but then I said, no, 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 Tom, don't do that. I waited till I think it was almost like. It was like 6.45 in the morning, and I, I shot out a text, and my anticipation was to catch people who may have been sleeping to wake them up and get them out of their sleep, so now they would have been out of their element, you know, it, would have, it wouldn't have been their normal thing, and I did that directly on purpose, and it started a conversation, so hopefully someone that is in this league ended up having to wake up a little earlier because of me. <laughs> Wait, but, I don't remember this. Let me look back oh and yeah, see what you I, did. 
because I sent the uh, the text about um, the draft order. Okay, there's a ton of texts went through last night. Um, I'm looking now. Um, there was a lot yesterday. Holy shit! Oh, here we go. What's the draft order? Six six forty five a.m. But but that was just a side note. But problems with this is the when you do an online draft, and I really don't like online drafts because you usually can't get the draft order like up until five minutes before this draft. Correct. Now, say someone like you who like Saquon. Okay? You know with the first pick you're going to take Christian McCaffrey. He's in a tier kind of all in his own. But if you like Saquon, you could always trade down mm-hmm. and maybe try to get like a better second round, third round pick. When you do an online draft like this, you can't do any of that. There's no time to strategize. Yeah, It's just I don't like the idea of it. I like an in-person thing where you can kind of wheel and deal. And I, I just don't like it. But Besides the point, I ended up having the uh, fourth pick in the draft, and I went with Alvin Kamara. I know that there's been talk of him having a issue with his back. He ended up getting a cortisone, or not a cortisone shot, but uh, an epidural. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were worried about that, and I don't really think it's a big deal. I think it's just a football player being a football player. You know, I'm sure that they're getting shot up all the time. Correct, yeah. But the... The second pick then came to me, and I did something I never do. And it it kind of shocked me when I did it. But the second player I took ended up being Travis Kelsey. And I am a big proponent of not drafting a quarterback. And I'll get to this later why I do it. But a quarterback, a tight end, a defense, or a kicker up until my last four picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really like almost like a, a number one receiver. Kelsey? Like, oh, yeah. Him, so I took him. That, that ended up being that. He's, I think he's... And then I kind of... He's, I would say he's one of the five tight ends that's... Like, he's good to go within the first, like, several rounds. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You could definitely draft him high. And he's not one of the ones I was really wanting to target this year. And... Just because he came to me, and I didn't like kind of the few picks right around him, I said, you know what, i got to take him. So I ended up taking him, and then I get into my normal um, routine, and that is to draft the running backs. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of always done this, and I load it up on, um, I have on my team right now, one, two, three, four, five, I have six running backs. And out of them... Jesus. They're starters. How many of them are? And the sixth one could be a starter. Wow. I have six running backs, yes. Hmm. And five are starters. And one of them just got hurt today, and he was projected to be the starter for them. Huh. In uh, Damian Harris for the uh, the Patriots. So, I, I... I usually do that. I usually go heavy on the running backs. And... I went a little bit unusual this year, and I picked up two rookies that I believe I'm going to throw right into the starting lineup. And that's, as we said before, Jonathan Taylor, and I picked up Cam Atkins, um, or excuse me, Akers from 
the Rams. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like the way that they did with Gurley a few years ago. So I think that they could throw him back into the mix. Hmm. So that I, was that. I almost picked him up, too. I ended up picking up a... Now, what made you not do that? Like, what, like what are, when, when you see a player, what makes you not want to take that? Um... I look at their 2000... See, this is... I had so much time in between picks. So, other than the the first, you know, the second and third pick I had, because I was just scrambled, I would look up their stats from 2019. Then I would... Then I would Google their name. And I would see, like, uh, any injury report on them. Just pretty much do a little bit of research before it comes back down to me about ten minutes later. Um, and I don't know... And I... Rookies, especially running back rookies, sometimes they deliver, and but more often than not, they they don't, and they don't usually always start the season right away. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of scared me off a little bit from him. Um, I I mean, and maybe I should change. I I always I had this formula I do for draft for drafting, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it really doesn't. Where I always look at who's the best in the position uh, that's out there. And I try and always get, and I, again, I should probably really change this method up a little bit for our next draft. Um, my second and third, if I got a running back, I always try and go to get a quarterback and then a, a, the best wide receiver out there, just so I can have a good player at each position. Um, okay, so you, you try to fill your starting roster first. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Which... See, I do the complete opposite. <laughs> which is probably I why you win so much. To, <laughs> I try to fill my team with as much starting depth as I can get. I usually do it in the, the what I consider the talent positions of being a receiver or a running back. And that's usually how I go. And the one thing... I've been I've been doing a lot of mock drafts lately, and the one thing I noticed is, especially at the end of these mock drafts with ten, especially ten, but even twelve team leagues, right? You don't need to draft the quarterback, and that's kind of the way that I did it. I didn't draft the, uh, I think um, my quarterback, which was Joe Burrow, and so the again another rookie, and he's the only quarterback I got on my roster right now. Yeah, I didn't draft him until the I think it was the maybe the second to last pick. Oh, really? Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So I held off, and if I have to, I I have enough good starting depth at the skill positions that I can stream a quarterback. So that's kind of the way I've been going about it the last little bit, and it's it's had me success. So I kind of stick to that. Yeah. But now, like for you and for anyone else listening, what do you do to, like, Draft. What do you do to prepare? Um, well, like you said, with online draft, it's hard, especially in a draft like this where you don't know the number you're going to be. I don't really have preparation until I see my draft. Now, when you have the first pick, it's kind of pretty easy that, like, all right, I'm getting the top guy. Um, the middle of... Um, if I usually go by, say I'm number six, so I go, all right, Hypothetically, first six guys are out. Now let me look at like who's the placed 
in 2019, like 7 through like 14. And I look at those guys and I do my little research and I kind of see, all right, well, this guy, who's his, uh, does, does he have a good, in terms of running back, all right, does he have a good offensive line? Uh, who's the fullback for the blocking? Who's the quarterback for the team? Stuff like that. Um, who the coach is? The coach is a run-heavy coach or is he pass-heavy coach, whatnot. I try and get a lot of that done before the draft starts. Um, and that's kind of what I do with, um, like, say, last year we had a live draft for this league, and I knew where I was going to be. So I kind of knew – I usually give, I give three guys in my head who I'm going to go after. And who, if they're not taken or whoever's taken, if two of them are taken already, that last guy, I pick them. Okay. Um, so, and if it comes down to all three of those guys are available, I, whoever the one is the best one out of the three of them, I, I pick up. Okay. Yeah. See, because usually, like, the, it, it's usually the two weeks beforehand. I will start to heavily listen to, uh, a lot of the podcasts out there and, um, you know, talk radio and try to get, try to get a feel for what the experts, if you will, have to say. Mm-hmm. I get that information, and then I add it into a, I'll get like a top 200 list, and then I break it down by what all the experts are playing, picking them as, so I have like a, on one side of their name, I'll put all of how they're ranking, you know, 12, 15th, 11th, 10th, you know, and I'll have kind of the general area where they're, where they would draft them. Then I go in and I get the tier, I, I do a, that's pretty much when the week before the draft starts, I do this, and I get them in the tiers, so like, this is the top tier group of quarterbacks. This is the second tier of quarterbacks. This is the third tier. These are your, you know, uh, you know, guys that you really don't want. And I break it down into that, and I kind of match up where they're getting drafted if they fit into that tier. Mm-hmm. If they don't seem to fit in that tier, I'll like kind of eliminate them, and they're like my do not touch list. Okay. So I go into a lot of that, and. That's usually how I break it down, but I know that, especially like receivers now, you're, you're getting receivers that are, if they're getting 1,400 yards in a season, that's a, that's like an amazing season, mm-hmm. but you're getting a lot of teams now that instead of it being that, you know, one receiver that gets all of the yards, you're getting, it's very much more spread out, I think, and you can get a lot of middle-of-the-road receivers late in drafts that are going to produce a great amount of points. Oh, well, I'll tell you. That's kind of where I, I... Where you what? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just... That's kind of where I, I, I look to, to kind of add my uh, depth in there. My... I... See, like... Yeah, obviously at the beginning you draft, like, the... Um, whoever the number one receiver is, but I'm always a big fan of... Um, the number two receiver. Are you with? Because because uh, they do a lot of wide outs, and for short passes, they get a lot of it. Or if, depending on the team, like, that's why I think, like, uh, Tampa Bay has the best wide receivers in the league, because you have Mike Evans, but then if if he's not available, then you have uh, Chris Godwin, who's also just as good. Um, 
so it's like a double. It's kind of like a double threat. Um, but I love number two receivers because I think they produce more. Um, and <clears throat> every year I'm always, especially in like first couple of weeks of the season, I always try and pick up a, a good number two receiver because for the most part they're going to get a majority of the passes. They might not get bombs down the field, but they'll get like five yards here, seven yards here. Like it, it'll add up eventually. see where you go with that. I, I actually I may catch a little bit of hell for this, but I look at Tampa Bay, they have two great one and two receivers, but then after that it kind of falls out a little. Mm-hmm. I almost think that probably the best receiving court in the league right now I would almost go Arizona. Okay. Arizona's got Arizona's got Hopkins now. Christian Kirk came on last year. Larry Fitzgerald just doesn't drop passes. So, I mean, if the ball's going to him, he's going to catch it. It might be for 5 yards, 10 yards, 12 yards, but he's always going to catch the ball. And they actually have a uh, a tight end in Dan Arnold. So, he was coming on strong at the end of the year. So, I think that they might, as an entire um, receiving core, they Mm -hmm. may have it. And, um, you know, if you're going to even go even a little bit further... I think Kenyon Drake's a little bit better of a catching running back than um, Ronald Jones. Yeah. So. Uh, little side note, Larry Fitzgerald is just timeless. <laughs> like, he's been around for, like, what, 16, 17 years? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's just... Every year I see him out there, I'm like, wow, he's he's still playing. Good for him, man. And he still produces. Well, I think even more, though, is Frank Gore. Frank Gore, too. Yeah, he's still around. Yeah. So, I just got an update from the wife. The Isles are up 3-2. to two. I just checked five minutes ago. It was 2-1. to one. So. Wow. But they must have got... T- I just checked ESPN. They must have just scored the third goal because it's 2-2 two, two on, the, on the ESPN app. Okay, good. Yeah. Um... So, now, how do you handle the bottom half of the draft? Are you still, like, really into it? Do you kind of, like, not care as much? Yes, I I actually, I like the bottom of the draft a little bit more because that's kind of where you can see who are the, I don't want to say it this way because in case you don't like doing it, I think more of the intelligent uh, coaches because (laughs) you could just see after a while, especially you do an online one. An online one for the bottom half of the draft, I think, is a little bit better of a telltale sign of how this coach is going to be. Because <laughs> some people know who the stars are, you know, some of the big names. But once you get down to where you really got to get like that, maybe that backup tight end or a third string running back or maybe a catching running back, you know, a third down back, and they're just picking the top player that's on the next rotation. Mm-hmm. So... I, um, I'm guilty of that a little bit. Sometimes what I look for is a backup to a running back that is injury prone. Okay. Um, Alexander Madison. Well, well, like that. Yeah, well, one guy, the, my last pick was uh, 
Jalen Samuels from the Steelers because as someone who's had Connor, Connor's on his team last couple years, uh, he always gets hurt. <laughs> always gets hurt, and Samuels always comes in. So I picked him up. My last pick, he was he was far down. He was really far down. Um, I had him on my watch list. Just in case he was still out there at the end, I can, I can pick him up as just like a bullshit pick. Um, so that's kind of what I do. Okay. Because it's, it's yeah, bad. Having a handcuff is never a bad thing. No, it's not. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I drop in the third week and I pick up somebody who's, who's on a roll. Um, now how, now you said before you kind of do like, uh, you do your research two weeks in. My research starts after week one. And after week one... Because week one is like kind of like... You, you see how everyone's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after week one, I'm really into it where I... There's the um, Red Zone. Red Zone has like a fantasy football thing every Sunday morning. I watch that. Um, I, I read a lot of sit stardom pages, I go through the internet and just look at all of them, and I kind of cross-reference on who's going to do well that week, as opposed to who's not going to do well that week, and that can come back and bite me in the ass, which it has. Um, what, do you, now what do you do? Do you just continuously listen to podcasts? Yeah, pretty much during the week, I sit there, I, I kind of see where everyone hashed out. Injuries are the main thing. Yeah. But the one thing I'm in, and I've noticed this a lot, is that we have the leagues that I'm in, and maybe it's just for me, are not very trade heavy. There's not a. It seems maybe there's one or two at most I've ever seen is maybe five trades in a season. Where you look at like these insiders, and there's you know they're talking trade this and trade that, and I'm like, most of the, the guys that we're in are most of the guys that the teams that I play with they don't trade. They they, they draft their team, they'll do add and drops, but there's not a lot of trading going on. Right. Where you can kind of, you know, ooh, this, I think this guy's going to have a hot hand this week. I'm going to try to trade him, and hopefully it works out, and then next week I'll try to trade him again. And it seems like a lot, I don't know, maybe it's just the leagues that I'm in. I don't know if that's true for everyone, but I kind of just really, you know, just read the news, follow the injury report. I, I, I scope out the waiver wire as much as I can. And that's kind of about the way that I go about it. And I try to just, I, I don't like to do use projections. I try to do, you know, strength schedule, things like that to kind of see where everyone's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it does get a little bit tricky. It does get a little bit, uh, a little bit, hard when you, when especially like how they have the uh, projected spores, and you look and you're like, should I take a flyer on this guy? Should I not take a flyer on this guy? And a lot of it, you know, you, you really just gotta look at kinda how it's gonna be, and to me, football is one of the true sports where a home field advantage is there. You know, most teams win at home. Not the Giants. <laughs> and, hmm? Yeah. But that's what kind of I do. I try to, you know, I see where they're playing, maybe how much distance they've traveled. If, you know, it's an East Coast team traveling to the West Coast or vice versa. 
I kind of base it off of that, and I kind of look where and feel how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of it could be as simple as, you know, for a quarterback, you know, their their top receivers out. Maybe bench the the quarterback and try to pick up the backup that's coming in. I mean, anything's possible, and sometimes you do get that that kind of a little bit of lightning in a bottle because someone got injured. So. Now you're you're a trade heavy guy. I I I look I do a lot of uh, evaluating trades. I don't usually send a lot through. I mean, I will sit there. I've I probably checked out your team about five times today. To be honest. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I will sit there and just stare and try to see if I can get a trade in and see how it would work and. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the problem is, I think, and do this, and a lot, and I've even heard, like, you know, the the experts, if you will, say that if you have to explain a trade to someone, they're not going to take it, but I feel sometimes if you explain a trade, and someone actually looked into it and kind of saw where you were coming from, Mm -hmm. it would, it it, it might make a difference, but a lot of people don't like to, to do that. They just look at the name recognition and say no. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm like that. I hate, I don't like trading. um, Only because I feel like if I'm, if someone's offering a trade to me, they're getting what they want, but am I getting what I want kind of thing? Like, I know I'm always afraid I'm going to get screwed over, and I'm always afraid that I'm going to give them this guy, and this guy, especially if someone's, at say, by week five is having a pretty crummy season, Especially a top name guy, he's gonna explode. Um, oh yeah! And that happened um, a couple of years ago with uh, Derrick Henry from uh, okay. from uh, 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 the Texans. The Had a Titans. Sh- the Titans. I'm sorry, the Titans was having a shit season. I got. Re- I think I I traded them off. Um. Someone offered me a trade, and I took it because I, oh my god, good, I, I don't need him anymore. And then the last three weeks of the season, he just went ballistic. Yeah, he had like 250 yards in one game. Yeah, I like I remember that. It was yeah. like and three touchdowns, and then he had, a, and then the next year after, I guess I think that person kept him, and he had a pretty good year last year, I think. So yeah. I look at that, I'm like, fuck, you know, like I, I mean, I wasn't playing him anyway. I was kind of just putting him in as like a flex if I needed it or something like, and. He'd get like sixty yards and and no touchdowns and it was just like a it was a waste. Oh. Um, but that's just that's just me. Um, so I kind of avoid it if I can, unless I think it's something that's going to really benefit me as well. Okay. Um. So like this year, I have one good running back, and the rest are pretty much uh, it's pretty much shit. So I'm kind of like, well, if someone offers me, you know, some running, so like two pretty good running backs for my one great running back or whatnot, like I could, I could, you know, maybe, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, entertain it, I guess. Okay. Now, right here, this, this, is a, this is a great question for you because you, you are in this position right now. You are in the, uh, you're in the catbird seat when it comes to this. 
you have essentially the best player in football right now. Okay. Barring any injuries, knock on wood, nothing happens with that. Mm-hmm. Would you, do you honestly look at that and go, I'm not trading him, no matter what? And now knowing also that this is just a for fun season, so keepers aren't going to matter. Right. Would you be willing to sit there and go, you know what, maybe I'll trade him for a, maybe two tier two guys, if you will, or tier two and three guys? Or are you just going to say, I'm, I got this pick, I'm going to ride him out for the season? Um, well, you, cause, well you, you, you've asked me about, you asked me last night and I kind of answered this morning. My thing, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I really don't, you're right, it's a bullshit year. And at first I said no, and then I'm lo- I was looking at your team a little bit, and I'm like, if if, and I'm just saying this hypothetically. Again, if someone offered me two two starters that aren't, I mean, I'm not looking for people who are just like, I'm not looking for like a Barkley and a, uh, Ezekiel Elliott from McCaffrey. I'm not looking for that. But if I can get two starters that do reasonably well for him. Um, I would probably really consider it because just because of the fact that he's I only have one legit starting quarter uh, running back and that's him. I don't have anyone else. The other guys aren't okay. guaranteed to start and, and like my other one I have uh, Adrian Peterson who is old as fuck and <laughs> is not even guaranteed because there's a rookie on Washington that they're they're talking about is going to eventually take the top spot. Yeah. Um, so it's not even guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Like he's part of like a running running back committee. He's gonna get a lot of early touches, but in the end zone, he might not get touches. So I, I he's he was just someone at the, that was out there at the time that I took because there was no one else. Um, okay. And I said Marlon Mack and then Jalen Samuels, who's not even gonna start. So I would probably entertain it, and I would really really consider it. I have, and I sometimes get a a little bit of what I call like attachment love yeah. for a player. And one of the players that I had, and I I remember watching him in Georgia, and then he went he got drafted, and I picked him up that first season, Todd Gurley, and I've had him ever since. Mm-hmm. And I went through the the rookie year sensation, I went through the sophomore slump. I went back to the third year revival, and then it's now it's been going down. And yeah. again, where I had that that whole um, tug of war in my head of who should I keep, Immer Fournette? And last year, to a lot of the experts and things like that, they said Fournette's going to have a great year. He didn't have a bad year. He definitely helped himself when it came to uh, you know the catching game because he wasn't really kind of known for that mm-hmm. and he kind of really stepped it up in that aspect but then I you know I'm reading it and I'm like I kind of started thinking about it and I knew that there were some problems and they were looking to trade him and all of us and I'd never expected him to get weighed but uh that happened and I'm kind of happy I didn't but then I still look back and I'm like well I still got Todd Gurley and one of the problems with my big money league is you got you have two keepers that you can keep but there's only one running back position and one flex position. So if I was to say even just keep, if I did keep Fournette and Gurley, my essential running back tandem is now full. I can't draft another running back until the snake draft after, because we do an auction. Right. And that, um, that kind of worried me. So that's why I kind of went with Hopkins, even though 
he's an elite receiver. I just don't know how he's going to do on on Arizona's offense, and that's where it's kind of I'm looking at it more of this is a testing thing. And I picked up uh, another good receiver in uh, Gall or uh, what's in Galladay. So I'm like, if I doesn't work out, I at least have someone for next year. Right. So that's kind of where I went with that. And then my other running back that I picked up was Miles Sanders on Philly. I know he's got a little bit of injuries right now, but oh, yeah, he they're does. saying a lot of good things about him. So I kind of feel I'm all right in that aspect. And then I did pick up some other uh, starters along the way, but it's more... It's more what? It's going to be a little bit of a feel on how these guys are going to, you know, do in their, you know, in new offenses. And, you know, because Gurley's top, uh, young with Arizona. So, it's, it, I don't think I'm going to keep probably Gurley after this year. And mm -hmm. I would always be up for a trade for him. But mm -hmm. I know in the past, like, guys were saying, oh, he's injured, I'll give you a... You know, they were trying to, to cheat me out on him. And in retrospect, I probably should have taken him on those offers, but I have that, that like I said, that, that love where I can't get rid of these guys and I don't want to. And that's what maybe hurts me a little bit in the, the big money league. Because mm -hmm. so, right. I had some bad habits when I first started playing. I, yeah. I had some real bad habits. Yeah, I, I, I still have those. And they're hard to kick. You know, only and, because and I think that one of the big things that people... Yeah, I mean, I in, when I first started, I had almost... I, I, I call it like kind of the New York Rangers um, syndrome. <laughs> where you just take the name recognition. Because, I mean, if you... New York Rangers, they've... You know, Gretzky, Lemieux... Or not Lemieux, uh, Lindros, um, Yager. They picked up all these guys that are you know, huge names, but maybe past their prime, and I did that a lot in fantasy football, and then I had to kind of take a step back and, and rethink how I was doing this, my strategy, and I think it's worked out the last few seasons for me. Have you, did someone kind of key you in, like, how to do it, or did you just kind of do it on your own? I kind of just did it on my own. I'm like, what I'm doing right now ain't working. Right. And I really got to rethink how I do this, and I one of the main things was like getting out of that that picking the name recognition the guys that are past their prime maybe take a flyer on a young guy mm -hmm. and it it did work out and, but again when and I guess we can maybe get into this too doing snake drafts which with our group of friends is always the way that we've done it and it does get a little stale to me mhm mm it gets a little predictable. Yeah, it can. Like, unless someone has a real good feel for a maybe a second-year player, a third-year player that might break out. The snake order line. Mm. You know, no one's no one's picking. You know, a third-round pick in the first round unless they're a complete idiot. So it, you kind of see where it's going, and it. I mean, I guess it's good for just having it, but again, like where you have that first pick, you made this first pick, and if, God forbid, he gets hurt, that will your entire season. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I know where I wanted to get into the next conversation. 
you've been there for auction drafts with me in, in my big money league. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? You prefer that as opposed to the snake draft, or like what? What would be if you could? If you were a commissioner and you could pick the ultimate <laughs> way of doing it, how would you set up a league? Well, this has happened before. Um, in the league that we're in now, many years ago, I was uh, cousin Jeff was the original commissioner, and he passed it on to me. So for two seasons, I was commissioner, and then the, then my third year as commission, I won, I propose we do auction draft to change it up, and I, uh, there were, uh, three people, we'll call them the NWO of the football <laughs> league, they decided to make their own football league, um, and they pretty much got everybody, and, uh, I think me and you, or I, I folded and just said, fuck it, I disbanded the league, and we just joined them, and I think, uh, Big Papa's the one who kind of took over and just continued making the snake draft. Um, but to answer your question, I like the... Like you said, I like the unpredictabil- unpredictability of a auction draft. Um, yes. My thing is, I've been doing snake drafts for so long, I'm not sure how to really go about doing that. Uh, you're, you're kind of a pro at it, you know what to do, but I really don't um so mine is like like because you only get a certain amount of money and i know me i know myself and i know that i'll be like well i don't want to spend too much because then i won't have that much money left over whereas whereas that's what you're kind of supposed to do you're supposed to blow your wad on one big guy and then just kind of let everything fall into place is that correct yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it both ways. and I, I, I do go off of more of the conservative route when I do it. Um, I definitely have my targeted players that I want. And there, there's a, and to me, I think there's a little bit more of uh, competitiveness into it, more gamemanship, because say you don't want that player, but you know a guy, and this is, this is one of the big problems with fantasy football, is if you have a guy that's a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. you knew every year he was going for Tom Brady. It didn't matter, and you could you could run up the numbers on them. Right. You always take the you always take the chance that you could get fucked, and now you're stuck with them. But it, it adds a little bit more competitiveness, a little bit more, like I said, gamesmanship to how you're gonna go about this, and that's the kind of the, the part I like about it. And it gives anybody the chance to get that Christian McCaffrey, get that Ezekiel Elliott, you know, because you're you're. Everybody's at the same on the same level once that draft starts. Everyone has a set amount of money, whatever it is, and it's it's how you're gonna play it. I've seen drafts and this might be going back maybe eight years now, when Matthew Stafford was kind of the, the big name. It was him and Joe Flacco were two of the quarterbacks that were gonna be like they were they were looking at having huge seasons. And I remember one guy, we, we used two hundred and fifty dollars as our start money. And you can pretty much draft. You, he threw out a bid right away of like $254. He blew his entire money on that player. And then he could pick dollar players for the rest of the draft. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And he ended up by winning the league because of it. Hmm. So, I mean, you know... There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of ways it can go about, and 
like last year, for example, I thought um, I picked up uh, Jarrett McKinnon, and I'm like, every, everyone said that he was going to have a breakout seat. You know, they were looking at him to be the big guy in San Francisco. You know, it was a committee thing, but they said he was going to kind of be it. And he ended up, I drafted him. Uh, you know, I spent, the, I think, like $140 on him, so almost half, more than half of my money. And then he ended up tearing his ACL like two days later. <laughs> so it kind of fucked me last season. Shit. I mean, I didn't have a, I didn't have a bad season, but I was coming off a championship as well. Mm. So I was, I was looking really good because I had Gurley at the time, and he was playing still at a decent level. And if I had him, that would have been two solid running backs right there. And it ended up not working out for me. But you know, it, it does lead to you know a little bit what I consider more of a open competitiveness for everyone in the league. Anyone has a chance to win with this. Yeah. I mean. And it depends on how you, how much you study and how you kind of play your draft. I mean, granted, the, the last pick in the draft could always win it. But, you know, usually that first pick will... That, that sets the bar for where everyone else is going to go. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I've always wanted to do this and set up a, a... And have it as an auction draft. But then every year, you keep that player. He's on your team. No matter what, you have to keep him. Right. So if he gets hurt, he's got to go on an IR spot. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're a professional team. Like, this guy's on your team, next year he's on your team. And you keep him, it, it essentially would be like a dynasty league, but every year you just keep adding a player. I like that. I mean, the, draft, the drafts are eventually going to get small, you know, shorter and shorter because as you have more keepers, if you will, you know, it may not be there, or you might just do maybe a rookie draft. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to do that, and I just don't think guys that we hang at are, um, you know, they, they having one or two keepers and just doing the snake draft. There's no, there's no change to that, which you know isn't a bad thing. But I, I always kind of want to change it up a little. But again, if you were to set up a league with just total strangers, you don't know if they're for the next season. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. There's a lot of in our league. There's been so many people. I mean, there's been a few mains. I think there's been maybe like five or maybe five mainstays, but the rest of them have been. It's like been a revolving door. Um, and I like that. I was out of the league for a bunch of years. Yeah, you were. You were. I mean, I think you came back what two years ago, um, or three years ago. But I like that idea of like you have a team and that's your team into the next season. The next season, like. You have a football team. That's your football team. And if yeah. a guy like you, it, it leads it leads to off season off season trades, um, draft trades. It, I think it would be a much more uh, involved league mm-hmm. if you did it that way. I I would love to start a league like that. My the thing though is that I feel like, especially in our group of friends, you got guys who do like two or three leagues, and. They like, oh, I don't have time to do another league, which or or the money to do another league, which is understandable because I, you know, I'm, these days I'm pretty much limited on funds myself. Um, but I would love to, I would love to do something like that, and I'd like to be in an auction league just to kind of have like a different kind of like I have my, you know, my the one with my friends and stuff like that's a snake draft and that's fine and good, but then I have another one that's a little different. I feel like. Every league I'm in is like the same thing. It's just a, it's a snake draft, and it's a couple of keepers a year, and uh, you go from there. But 
the, the league that I started at my job, uh, we ended up having an extra spot, and I invited you on. You're the only non-coworker that would be in it. Yes. And I texted one of the guys yesterday. He said he couldn't take it. I didn't. Um, and then another guy said, oh, I'll definitely do it. So now he's in the league. And then I send out a, a text right after that saying, you know, I'm this guy in the and then another guy goes, well, I'm out. So now we're, I'm now going to scramble and to get players. Really? That, you know, next player, fill up the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now your so, big, yeah. your big money league. It's been the same guys. The let you know how you've been doing this at least ten years, right? Right. So like, it's, has it hasn't been the same people. I've been people? doing it seventeen. I know I did it. I used to do it with you years ago, and that's. I remember you were. I remember uh, your second kid wasn't even born yet when we were doing it. That's not, that was a while ago. So has it been the same guys oh, yeah, every year? Well, I've been doing this league seventeen years now, and there's maybe five or six, five guys I would say that are still in it. They've been in it the entire time, and then we've added people. Um, a few people came back for like one-off seasons. Um, as you know, we're in it originally for a few years, and they came back, but. I think this year, and they actually joked about it, this was the first year that everyone came back because the last two years we lost a player or two here and there, but it always got filled up. Mm -hmm. And it's, like I said, it's a very competitive league. It's it's something that you have to stay in because of them having, you know, it's very vested. Same thing with baseball. Like they're, I've kind of given up on baseball as being a sport that I watch regularly mm -hmm. you know I used to watch it a lot and me and Big Popper the co-managers in the one in the baseball league but there's something you know there are guys that live and breathe baseball right you know, that's that's the sport and you know they're on watching it you know some work overnights you know they're maybe doing work they're just focusing in on you know, the, the news, the injuries, you know, prospects, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you do have to give it a lot of time, and that's a big thing with fantasy. You know, you you got to give up a, a good amount of your time if you want to be good to research this. Right. How, how much is your big money league, if you don't mind me I mean, asking? I know we pay, I believe, $200 for entry. Mm-hmm. There might be fourteen or sixteen teams, so I mean, if you win, you're getting you're getting a good amount. You're getting wow. maybe like two. So I mean, you you win, it it makes up for it. Wow. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's well worth it. Mm. But again, you got to you got to give it time, and you know, even going back to like my my two weeks beforehand, I there was one podcast that I listened to, and I. I really, during the off season, I don't listen, and maybe I should, just for some, you know, a little bit more of insider baseball type of stuff, but I don't do that, and I'm, I was probably like 20 episodes behind, and then they put out a new one every day, once the season kind of gets towards, you know, middle of summer, right. so I was listening to like seven shows a day, and my wife always yells at me because when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them at two speed. <laughs> I've adjusted my hearing where I get to the car and it 
sound, and she's like, all it sounds like is the micro machine guy. Yeah, it does. You know, he's talking. <laughs> you know, no one can under adapted my my hearing to listen. I can understand them completely, and I mean, I'm cranking through their hour shows, so now I get them done in a half hour. So mm. I'm getting two shows for the price of one, and I mean, I'm just I'm listening, listening, and it. Whenever I'm in the car, I'm listening. When I'm sitting at my desk, I got it on. You know. Every once in a while, I'll just turn it off if I got to read something because I can't kind of read and listen at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got like I, my reading efficiency is of that of like a third grader, so <laughs> I, I really gotta like. But when it's when it's time for me to like listen and hunker down and think, I mean, I'm I'm sitting there and just enamored in it. Alright, so before we're kind of running out of time, so before we go, like, what are like two podcasts that you kind of swear by? I really like and not only is it and I guess we'll give them a shout out um, the one that I really listen to because it's not only they give you great information <sighs> and it's usually very reliable but it's also funny is uh, the fantasy footballers okay I, I you know and and it's it's three hubs so you get three different opinions you know like some of these other shows it might only be one host and I'll bring on a guest or another person so you're kind of just getting, if he likes Jarvis Landry, he's talk up Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you get that with a lot of these these um, podcasts, but, you know, they, they have their my guys, which is who they, you know, they're going to they're gonna say is their guy this year. But they, they change it up every year. They don't, they, they get a lot of stats in there. And, again, it's, it's a funny podcast to listen to because they also have a second one that's just a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. So that one, I think you get a lot of good information and the best bang for its buck. And I don't really have a second favorite one. I I, I do listen to the ESPN one with uh, Matt Barry. Okay. I think yeah, it's Matt Barry. I'm pretty sure is his name. I listen to that one. Um, I listen to uh, uh, PFF. That one's up there. Um, the what are the other ones? Let me just take a look here. Uh, and a lot of like these ones, I listen to just the, like I'll find a singular show and I'll just kind of listen to that. Um, one is NFL fantasy football. I think that one might be done by the NFL Network. Okay. Uh, fantasy football today, which is a CBS one, and then the uh, it's the football podcast. That's what it's. Or Fantasy Pros, excuse me. Um, Fantasy Pros. But with those, other than the Fantasy Footballers, I just kind of listen to shows, you know, Sleepers. If that, if that's what their entire show is about, I'll listen to that. Okay. A lot of these, like, one of the podcasts I listen to, they do, like, a team one. And I don't like listening to the team one because you can kind of get a little convoluted when it, you know, if they're talking about how great this receiver's going to be, but then they're also, you know, the, they're shitting on the quarterback and it's like well if it ain't the quarterback the receiver ain't getting none so I don't like to kind of get into that because you can get you can definitely get very confused with the way that it's it's going about how they're you know predicting things and the stats they're giving I'd rather have them focus on the one player for that team that they think is going to be the breakout so that's kind of the way that I go about it okay now do you listen to anything like that or you just you, you may go off of 
the internet and um, magazines. Magazines, internet. I watched some. Uh, like I said, I watched the one on the uh, the Red Zone channel. I think ESPN has a uh, fantasy football hour every Sunday, so I watched them. Um, but I'm gonna kind of take a look at these fantasy football. I just looked it up and subscribed to it, so I'm gonna maybe take a listen to it tomorrow while I'm working. Maybe get some, maybe get some tips. Yeah, so they're they're definitely uh, the most entertaining one out of all of them. Because mm-hmm. a few of them, and some of the some of the voices on them are just like nails on a chalkboard. You know, it, it's a rough listen just because just the audio of it. Right, right. And right. you know, a lot of these are, if you will, serious podcasts. It's all about the stats and the players and this and that, and they don't really have a personality and that may, that can make for a rough listen yeah oh. alright then uh, well if you have any fantasy football advice you'd like to give me because Tom doesn't need it I don't think uh, you can follow us on Twitter Bull in the Ring PC Instagram Bull Ring PC uh, message us on Facebook under uh, Joe Tom or Bull in the Ring PC we're on uh, Podbean Podcoin Spotify Apple Music uh, Google Podcast on Apple Music, please hit the subscribe button, rate and review us. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, again, give us some adv- give me some advice, please. I, I think I could surely use it. Um, anything you'd like to add before we go? Did I catch you off guard? No, no, there's a poor connection there. Oh. <laughs> anything you'd like to add? I didn't catch what you said again. I said it. Uh, okay. Everyone wish Joe Burrow a good season this year. I have him in both my leagues, so I'm, 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 I'm pretty much going to be riding him as my my quarterback. So we'll see how that's going to work out. Uh, oh, and before we go, uh, I would like to wish uh, a good friend of the show, Egan, a very happy birthday. It was her birthday on September second. Um, so yes, met. Yeah, it's my birthday. So message her and wish her a, a very, I mean, it's a little late now, but wish her a belated happy birthday. Um, she likes getting wished happy birthday because she's a girl. And just wish me happy birthday, please. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for Joe. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on Bulls in the Ring.